What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Wednesday, November 29th, where it is not only hump day, but it is getaway day. When those things are happening at the same time, it's fantastic, at least for me. So it's getaway day because I'm not going to be on the air tomorrow, as I already told you, and I won't be with you on Friday. I'll be back with you on Monday. It's holiday time. Friday is December 1st. A lot of us are just doing so many things. We're ready to get to 2024. I'm loving 2023 when it comes to South Florida sports. So I don't want that to be over just yet. And thankfully, it's not. We got plenty of Dolphins football remaining coming up in December. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to every single minute of it, and then being here with all of you to discuss it. I just won't be with you tomorrow or Friday, but I'll be back on Monday, and we'll be talking about another Dolphins win, won't we? Monday's definitely going to be a day to discuss a victory! I would think so. A few weeks ago, I was like, eh, this is the one game in the Dolphins' schedule coming up that worries me a bit. It'll be the difference between 11-3 and and 10-4. and But right now, I think there's not a whole lot to worry about. Even though the Dolphins' offense hasn't been crazy good, I just don't think the Dolphins are going to lose to the Commanders. The Dolphins should be 11-3. They should win their next three games. And I'll get into a lot of Dolphins talk, of course. It was a busy night last night in South Florida sports. Although it's never quiet, is it? Last night was a little wild. We had a thrilling Miami Heat game where they just lost to the Milwaukee Bucks. Dame was in the building. So... I'll bring that up more than I just did because that would be pretty bad if I only said that. We had the Florida Panthers lose in a shootout. We had the Hurricanes basketball team play at Kentucky. They got steamrolled, especially in the second half. We had a lot of people watching Hard Knocks last night on HBO. The attention of the country is on the 8-3 Miami Dolphins. Mostly profiled Jalen Phillips and his Achilles injury and the Dolphins' road win at the Jets. And what else did we have yesterday? We had TVD entering the portal. I discussed that on yesterday's show. We had Cam Kitchens and James Williams say they're going pro. So they're going to the NFL draft. It's going to be a a busy month for the University of Miami football team. That portal especially is going to be super active, not just for UM and Mario Cristobal, but really every coach, all of college football. It's hard to even keep up with. I look at my X feed, formerly Twitter, maybe 2024 will be the year where I don't say formerly Twitter anymore and I just say X-Feed. And I scroll through my X-Feed and it's transfer portal, transfer portal. 
Not that I follow all of these college writers. I don't follow a lot of people because I don't like my timeline being cluttered with junk. Some people just tweet to tweet. I'm definitely not one of those. And I don't want to see tweets just to fill up a timeline. But there's a lot of retweets. People are reposting uh, players going into the transfer portal. So I'm seeing that nonstop. And then I'm looking outside the studio and I'm looking outside in general. And it's lovely because I'm doing the show yet again here from beautiful Medellin. And I posted a quick video last night on my Instagram story. I had the jacuzzi going last night. It was about 65 degrees outside. I had the music on. It was a fun night. It's always a fun night here in Medellin, especially with the views. Just absolutely amazing. And for everyone, it should be good here coming up in December because it's holiday time. Hanukkah's around the corner, Christmas, that's what, three weeks away? Or a little bit more than three weeks away. It's just the most wonderful time of the year, isn't it? It's the most wonderful time of the year. I love the smell of a Christmas tree. I love lights up at people's houses outside. It's cool going to, well, not necessarily cool going to the mall because you have got to fight for parking space unless you pay now for public parking. Just go to the mall and they've got those gates in the spot. And what does it cost? Like three bucks an hour or something? The gate goes down and you pull in. I've never used one of those things. But it's cool in the mall where they've got all of the decorations up. And I know my local Flanagans, they had a Santa Claus outside, the inflatable Santa Claus. They had that up a couple of weeks ago, like two or three weeks ago, well before Thanksgiving. I'm like, okay, we'll just skip everything else. Really, we go from Halloween to Christmas. That's sort of the way it works nowadays. So I want to get into the Dolphins. I want to get into football talk, some basketball talk as well. I got a lot to discuss, but I can't get to any of it until this hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. Let me tell you what I think the Miami Dolphins need to do on Sunday. I think they need to put up a 40 spot. Now, I don't think the Dolphins have to put up 40 to get a victory. That's probably your first thought. 40 spot. Jeez, they're going to give up 39? I don't think they need to put up 40 to win. I I think they're going to beat the Commanders regardless. They literally just fired their defensive coordinator because they stink. And who knows who else is going to get fired on that staff. The reason I believe the Dolphins need to put up a 40 spot, it's because their offense has been sputtering along the past few games. The offense just hasn't been sharp. Tua threw two interceptions against the Jets. Miami barely won the game against the Raiders. 
And the Dolphins' offense wasn't that good against the Chiefs. So in terms of the greatest show on surf, the Dolphins haven't been that for, what, a month? I think the Dolphins, they need to dominate on offense Sunday. My strategy is simple. And look, Mike McDaniel knows more offense than I ever will. Mike McDaniel is an offensive guru. He is a genius. But I look at the last month, and I look at the Dolphins' offense, and I think, you know, they're not fooling anyone. Teams know what the Dolphins are going to do now. They know about all the motion stuff. Week one, no one had any idea what to do with it. Now, there are schemes. So here's my concept. The Miami Dolphins have four elite, and I mean elite, speed guys. Tyreek, Jalen Waddell, Raheem Mostert, Devon Achan. Those are the four dudes who need to be touching the ball dang near every play. Sure, you can get Durham Smythe a ball or two, maybe Braxton Berrios, but almost all the balls need to be in the hands of those four dudes. Tyreek, Waddle, Mostert, Achan. The reason the Dolphins were so good earlier in the season, besides all of the motion, it's the speed that they have on offense. No defense can match it. So there's no reason for them to get cute. Just give the ball to the best and fastest players and let them do their thing. That is Tua's gift. And it feels to me like the Dolphins have gone away from it too much. Some of the players and staff, they know they need to do better. I actually liked what I saw from Teron Armstead on social media. Omar Kelly, a writer, called him out, said he was sloppy and had a bad game against the Jets. And Teron quote tweeted it and said, hey, he's right. I had a bad game. I'm working to clean it up. So some of the issues are up front. Teron even admitted it. But it's not everything. The whole offense just seems a little bit off. And you might be saying, wait a minute. Slater, you're here saying the Dolphins' offense is off. I look at their last game, and they put up 34 points. First of all, there was a defensive touchdown in there. How can we forget that? Javon Holland. Secondly, it was the Jets. The standard here shouldn't be, let's see if the Dolphins can win the division. Because they've pretty much already done that. Beat a bad Washington Commanders team, and then you're up three full games. You do that, which they should do, the division is essentially won. My standard, it's let's see if this Dolphins team can be an all-timer. 
not saying an all-timer in the NFL, but at least an all-timer with the Miami franchise. Can they continue the South Florida good mojo that we've had in 2023? That's what I want to see out of the Miami Dolphins. And that's why I'm saying this offense needs to get better and they need to do it pretty quickly. That's why I would love to see them put up a 40 spot against the commanders. Give the ball to your best players. The short yardage stuff, that's really what gets me. And I know it gets a lot of Dolphins fans. The short yardage has been really bad for them. It feels like that's the one area where Mike McDaniel, as good of a coach as he is, it doesn't seem like he knows what to do with short yardage situations. Third and two, just give the ball to Raheem Mostert. He's really good. The guy's got more touchdowns this season than the entire Jets organization. He's a monster. Third and two, give it to him. If he doesn't get it, if he only gets a yard, fourth and one, do it again. These complicated pass plays on fourth and short, too much can go wrong. There's no reason to be cute. You have four crazy elite players that are so fast on offense. Use them. You want to build up an offensive line? You want to make those guys feel good? Show them how you trust them in big spots. Don't tell them. Show them. And psychologically, when a team can run against their opposition, it is such a message. It shows so much about dominance, controlling the point of attack. So I would love to see the Miami Dolphins do that. Just pound the football. Don't get cute. Just pound the football. I would love to see that on Sunday. Not saying that I just want them to run, 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 run. But specifically on these short yardage situations, against the commanders or against anyone, home, road, neutral site, it doesn't matter. Just pound the football. Use your elite talent that you have. You've got two of them at wide receiver, and you've got two of them at the running back position. Use them. And that's also how Tua works best. And speaking of best, the best horses, the best jockeys, the best trainers, they're all at Gulfstream Park for the championship meet. It begins Friday in two days from now. The championship meet starts at Gulfstream Park in Hollandale Beach. The best horses in the world will be at Gulfstream Park for months. All of the great racing, it happens in our own backyard in Hollandale Beach. You can go out there and enjoy it. If you want to chill in the AC, you could do that in the trackside restaurant, 10 Palms. You can even get your own private suite. If you want to hang out outside the Carousel Club, that could be the place for you. Make your wagers. Enjoy an action-packed day. Great racing Thursday through Sunday. The championship meet begins 
this Friday in Hollandale Beach at Gulfstream Park. When it comes to football, especially the Dolphins, the sexy talk, it's about the offense. Tyreek, Jalen, Tua, Raheem Mostert, Devon Achan. That's what people like to watch. That's what people like to talk about. But what about the Dolphins' defense? I think this is going to be a big adjustment week for them. Some of you saw hard knocks last night, and if you did, you saw that they were highlighting what happened with Jalen Phillips. They were highlighting that it was feast week where the Dolphins D got seven sacks. They were playing Tim Boyle. We know how the Jets are. And thankfully, they get the Jets very soon again. But the Dolphins D, they've got a lot to figure out. Jason Pierre-Paul signs. He's wearing the number 90, as I told you guys on my X-Feed yesterday. He's 34 years old. JPP is not going to be what JP was. And JP would be Jalen Phillips. JPP would be Jason Pierre-Paul. There's going to be more pressure now for Bradley Chubb to get the job done. He's not going to have his sidekick. Chubb and Phillips were kind of like BFFs. Now Chubb, he's got a ball out. Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Andrew Van Ginkle. The entire defense has got to pick up the slack with Jalen Phillips out for the season. And this has all got to be so annoying for Vic Fangio. Fangio spends the whole first part of the season adjusting to the fact that Jalen Ramsey isn't going to be on the field. Finally, he gets Jalen Ramsey back. And he gets the best version of him. He's getting even better now. Then he's getting the best version of Jalen Phillips. The defense for the Dolphins starts to look like a force. And then Jalen Phillips tears his Achilles and he's out for the season. So immediately Vic Fangio has to pivot and come up with a different plan. And that's another reason why I was saying last segment and I didn't mention it last segment, but that's okay because I've got multiple segments and I can say it now. Another reason why I would really like the Dolphins to put up a 40 spot on the Commanders. You give the defense a second to breathe. Give them time to breathe and give them flexibility where they're able to figure things out and do it with a two or three touchdown lead. Because if you're in a dogfight, you're on the road, and now you're trying to figure out your D again, I don't know how that plays out. But if your offense is putting up points and they're looking like they were earlier in the season, it's going to make it easier for the defense to figure things out and not have as much pressure on them. So I just feel like this is a get-right Sunday for the Dolphins offense that will help them 
in so many different parts. It'll be a tremendous help for the defense, for Vic Fangio, and then at the same time, let the Dolphins' offense not so much get their confidence back, because I don't think their confidence has gone anywhere, but let, let the play calling get back to what we were seeing previously. Take this opportunity to give the ball to your elite playmakers and let them go wild. Let them go out there and let them have fun. Let them put up a 40 spot and let your defense relax a little bit while they figure things out again, missing Jalen Phillips. I know I make it sound easy, but with the elite speed that the Dolphins have offensively, if Mike McDaniel isn't getting cute and he's just calling a a game to get the ball to his elite players, it should be easy. Remember, it looked easy and it was easy for the Dolphins offense at the beginning of the season. But then teams start to figure them out, and then Mike McDaniel gets a little cute. I just don't think you need to do that. Not saying that I'm smarter than Mike McDaniel. I'm certainly not when it comes to calling offensive plays. Not even close. I'm calling all, Actually, I haven't called an offensive play since Madden, and that was like 20 years ago. Sure, I yell at the television, do this, do that. We all do that. We're all trying to be coach on a Thursday, a Sunday, or a Monday night. Mike McDaniel's very, very smart. Extremely smart. I think Mike McDaniel is exactly who we thought he was going to be. But sometimes when you're very smart, you try to do things that you really don't need to do. There's no point. We know you're smart. You don't have to show us. You don't have to try to do things to like reinforce what a guru you are. Just do the simple things. When you have elite playmakers, give them the football. And I really do think, not that I spoke to Mike McDaniel, but I really do think Sunday in D.C., that's what the Dolphins offense is going to do. I really do believe that. Or maybe I'm just like wishing it in. But I think I think they're going to have a very good performance Sunday against the Commanders. So put all your money on Washington. No, I didn't misspeak there. I was kind of joking. But I, I hate predicting games. I really do. Because not only do I look stupid sometimes – but the whole the whole jinx and oh my gosh you said this I, I i don't like getting involved in that but if i'm really thinking something i can't hold back and not let you guys know when i am not sure how a game will go i tell you that hey what do you think of the game this week i'm not just going to say something to say it if i really don't know i'm going to tell you i i really 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 don't know But when I feel a certain way and I feel like this is what the Dolphins should be doing, I am here to tell you that. I am here to give you my opinion when I have one. I'm not going to make up an opinion just to have some sort of sound. 
You know this show is always all about honesty. And that's just how I really feel now about Sunday's game against the Commanders. I wouldn't be worried about the Dolphins losing it. And if you're screaming at me, Slater, stop already. Stop, stop. You know what? I'm going to stop. And later tonight or sometime this week, you should stop what you're doing and head on over to Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Big things going on there. Crabs and Roulette being rolled out on December 7th. That's about a week away. But the action, it's going on right now in the poker room. My poker tournament, the Slater Scoops poker tournament, that'll be coming up Tuesday night, December 19th. So you've got about three weeks until my next poker tournament with $20,000 guaranteed in the prize pool. But you don't have to wait until then. They've got tournaments going on all of the time in the poker room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. You want to play some Texas Hold'em, no limit. You want to play some Pot Limit Omaha. They've got bonus high hands. There's so many tournaments and so many games going on all of the time inside the poker room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. If you want to see the tournament schedule, you could do that. Visit SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com. That's SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com. And then I hope to see you at the poker table very soon at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. One thing that I did watch last night, not in its entirety, but I did watch a lot of it, the Heat and Bucks game. And while the Heat lost, my big takeaway from that was that the Heat are really good. Look, they lost to Milwaukee, but they were without Jimmy Butler. This Heat team was right there with Giannis, Dame, Lopez, Middleton, and they didn't have Jimmy Butler. I don't talk enough about Bam Adebayo on this show, and I really should. I probably don't talk enough about the Heat, only because the Dolphins are playing so well, and this could be a special season, and that's got to be priority number one here. Football season will be over, even if the Dolphins win the Super Bowl. Amazing. Uh, that'll be February 11th, and then the parade and all that. That'll be fun. Imagine that. We've seen heat parades. The Dolphins have a legitimate shot at getting one. So that's why I really don't talk that much right now about the heat and specifically about Bam. But Bam deserves to be discussed because he's gotten so much better. Every single aspect of his game, the playmaking, the passing, his defense, his shooting, the way he can attack the basket. Bam... He's taken the leap from all-star to being so close to superstar, like true superstar. He is such a good player. The Heat are without Jimmy Butler. They're without Tyler Hero. Bam knew that the Heat needed a big night from him, and he delivered. The Heat didn't win. But they were right there. And then another player that doesn't get brought up enough, Triple J, Jaime Jaquez Jr. 
a lot of us said this dude's so NBA ready, and you could tell he was NBA ready. He's not someone who's at the best he'll ever be right now, and he's already NBA ready. The Heat got a baller. He's been a top five rookie in the entire NBA. Jaime Hawkins Jr. has been a key rotation player. He's active on both ends of the floor. You see him, he can shoot, he can drive, he can defend. There's no part of the game that's too big or too fast for him. And what, he's been in the NBA for a little bit more than a month? He's such a good player. Now, because the Heat lost last night, they do not move on in the in-season tournament. So if you were thinking about a possible mid-season parade, it's not going to happen. The Miami Heat will not be going to Vegas. And the only thing I have to say about that is... Who cares? Really. Does it matter to you? Adam Silver is the boss of the NBA. The in-season tournament, that's his baby. If he says he wants this to work, well, the league... The broadcast partners, everyone, they're going to try to make it work. If you heard the national broadcast last night, they kept talking about the Heat Bucks being a good game because it was the in-season tournament. No, it was a good game because it was just a good game. It was two good teams, and both teams played really well until the Bucks pulled away at the very end. That was it. Not because it was part of the in-season tournament. Now, this in-season thing, I know a lot of people are like, I don't even understand it. What's this all about? Like, what's the point? They should just get rid of it. It's not going away. The NBA is all about it. Now, I'm not against it. I don't think it hurts anybody. The only part I would get rid of is the whole point differential thing. I thought Bam said it so well the other day. He's like, you're up 15. There's a few seconds left. Teams should just be taking their win and not trying to score and rubbing it into the other team's face because that's not what basketball is all about. But as you've seen, and like with the Celtics last night, you may have seen, they're trying to win by as many points as possible. So I would imagine the NBA will take a hard look at everything that happens right now with the in-season tournament. Some of it, they'll like other parts they may want to change, but the whole tournament, that's, that's not going anywhere anytime soon. Just like any new idea, you'll have tweaks. Probably we'll see a different tiebreaker. It won't be point differential. At least that would be a good place to start when tweaking it. The only thing I don't like about the in-season tournament, those funky courts. I know what they're doing. They're just branding everything. They're trying to make the mid-season tournament or in-season tournament, whatever you want to call it, they're trying to make it stand out. So they're coming up with all sorts of ideas and having a different court, uh, like an entirely colored court, is part of it. It's just annoying on television. It It doesn't look good. It's hard to it's hard to see. It's it's just hard to watch. 
But that's the NBA's thing. And again, I I understand it. And then the other basketball game I saw last night, the Canes getting crushed by Kentucky. But what do you expect? You're playing on their floor, Rupp Arena. As long as the Canes can play really well at neutral sites, that is all that matters to me. Because that's where the NCAA tournament takes place, not at the Rupp Arena or Cameron Indoor. And I know one thing that all of you want to do well with, that is your financial future or your current financial state. You've got life goals. Maybe you have been thinking about, hey, I want to retire early. Anything is possible. You've just got to get the right people working for you. And that's why I always tell you about Trajan Wealth. Trajan Wealth is located locally in Palm Beach, and they will design a plan that's based around your goals. Whatever your life objective is, whatever you've been thinking about, Trajan Wealth wants to help you get there. Speak to them. It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. Visit their site, trajanwealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com or call them 561-390-1000. That's 561-390-1000. Don't wait any longer. Let Trajan Wealth start to help you today. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. Here on this Wednesday, Lieutenant Camacho from the Florida Highway Patrol with us on the Andy Slater Show. Lieutenant, last week we talked. We were getting ready for Thanksgiving. You told me you guys are going to have a bunch of troopers on the road. Uh, How did everything uh, turn out for the Thanksgiving holiday? You know, luckily, Andy, I'm happy to report that there was no major incidents in the Tri-County, South Florida area. And I want to say that it was uh, a result of our just continuous efforts with our just pushing our educational campaign messages along with our troopers out there being highly visible out there as a deterrent for, for these this bad driving behavior. Um, you know, the last thing we want to do, obviously, during the holiday period is knock on somebody's door with with uh, bad news regarding a family member. And, and, and I want to say, um, you know, we, luckily, we didn't have to do that for this holiday period. You know, in some jobs, some companies give out bonuses and all that. I don't know how it works with the Florida Highway Patrol. But now that you say people have listened, they tune into this segment, and you guys with the Florida Highway Patrol speak in many places. Lieutenant, what about like a bonus program for good drivers? Is there anything like that? A bonus program? I mean, I think maybe as far as uh, your your insurance savings might go or something like that. But no, I mean, honestly, Andy, I mean, it, 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 you know, we have so many, uh, uh, ways that we try to reach people, whether it's, uh, earned media, social media, what we do with your show on a weekly basis. And I think, uh, you know, most people are out there listening. They understand the severity of these, of these crashes. And, and, and really, uh, I think we're starting to see maybe an improvement, at least for this holiday period, definitely compared to, uh, last year's holiday period with the amount of people on the road, uh, the data is kind of showing uh, that that there was definitely a decrease in, in overall crashes. So kudos to everybody out there listening, doing their part, you know, obeying the speed limits, wearing their seatbelts, and just not being distracted out there. I still think there should be a bonus, Lieutenant. I mean, like, <laughs> like no tickets for five years. You get, like, one pass to get out of a ticket. 
Uh, the governor, you know, he's been inventing some things with the uh, Florida highways. So is, is there something maybe you can like, is there a suggestion box or something I could put that I think, in? I think if you're, I think if you're out there, uh, you know, driving correctly, I think you're really not, you shouldn't have any uh, encounters with law enforcement. Um, uh, and that's, I mean, and then if, if you do happen to run into a trooper or something and the records track's going to show that you have an impeccable driving record and more than likely, uh, that discretion will come into place and it'll just be like an educational thing or a teachable moment. But these good drivers, I guarantee you, they're, they're not getting stopped. If you're out there, uh, you know, driving the way you're supposed to be driving, you shouldn't be having contact with law enforcement for, for a negative reason, at least. When you've pulled people over during your career, how many times, Lieutenant, did someone say, oh, you know, I've never gotten the ticket before. This would be my first one. And then when you went back to look, they've had them like they were lying. <laughs> a lot of times, a lot of times. Sometimes it's it's really nothing to... Uh, crazy or they can just be uh simply forgetting sometimes it's been a while and they'll tell you oh this will be my you know i've never gotten a ticket and they might have forgot one when they were maybe you know 10 years ago but uh nonetheless it does it does um make a difference right when you're uh, from a law enforcement perspective when you're going to make a decision as to how you want to address the the infraction as for that why that person is being stopped i think it certainly helps if there's not a pattern there of bad driving if maybe somebody just made an honest mistake that one time it's an isolated thing you know i think that uh will will definitely encourage the trooper to uh use his discretion uh, more heavily and maybe uh, not have to go with you know a fine instead of uh you know making it again an educational moment unless somebody has a condition lieutenant how do you forget a ticket i mean i i remember Every single time I've been pulled over, I remember all 104 times. <laughs> no, it's not 104. But seriously, I remember every single time I've said, hey, I know Lieutenant Camacho. Hey, I know Sergeant Waisaki. Uh, I mean, I remember every time. Like People really forget, oh, yeah, I, I forgot I got pulled over and got a ticket. No, I think, I think sometimes people are are hoping that you're not going to try to uh, confirm the information that they're giving you. I think maybe they're they're hoping that you won't kind of call their bluff. But I can guarantee gotcha. you, uh, if, if if you're getting stopped, um, th- th- you know somebody's always going to conduct a records check because, like we've said in the past, we never know who we're coming into contact with. We don't know where that person's coming from. If that person might have an arrest warrant, so a records check is always going to be conducted, and that will really reveal. Uh, your driving history, you know, everything, the status of your license, your insurance, all that stuff will come out once once we run that information. Well, maybe somebody's being pulled over right now. I would suggest turn your radio up louder <laughs> so they hear Lieutenant Camacho in the background and the trooper sees that you're trying to get educated. Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Higher Patrol with us here on the Andy Slater Show. Lieutenant, I saw on your Instagram from the Florida Highway Patrol's page uh, for Miami uh, there was another a pit maneuver, another chase. I know it wasn't in South Florida, but you guys posted it. Um, is it me? I, I bring this up more and more lately, but we're seeing more and more chases. We're seeing more and more pit maneuvers. Yeah, this was in Marion County. It was a, uh, um, I think it was a, uh, uh, Something involving a uh, an incident with like a, a street racing incident. It might have been that one, or the one that I think you're talking about is the one that occurred in the Panhandle, where there was a fleeing vehicle, and the the local sheriff's office 
uh, might have requested our assistance to try to intercept that vehicle, and they were able to stop it with a with a pit maneuver. And I think they recovered some narcotics in the car. There were some firearms in the car, and the subject was apprehended shortly after. But uh, nonetheless, I think we are all seeing the uptick and in, in in what is with the pit maneuvers at least and what we're doing as far as addressing these violations and really trying to hold these criminals accountable and putting these bad guys in jail. And I think everybody's kind of taking notice, but uh, certainly the, 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 the most rewarding feeling is that there is that um, support from leadership at the very top level to include the governor's office, our, our executive leadership. And I think that's what we're seeing. Andy. I think uh, troopers are kind of uh, taking back what, what kind of was the climate, the anti-law enforcement climate before that. And I think that's uh, what you're taking notice of. Whatever happened to, I remember years ago, I don't know if you guys have it in Florida or not, but wasn't there supposed to be some like magnet that came from the front of the patrol car and just grabbed on to the back of the fleeing car? I've seen yeah, it in some a, states. That was, um, that was a pilot program we were using. I forgot the name of it. And I think we had about like maybe 20 cars outfitted with them. And that was to try to just um, not really get engaged in full-blown vehicle pursuits. It was like a magnet that would get stuck on the car and it would track the fleeing cars via GPS, real-time information with our dispatchers. I want to say we don't don't have those anymore outfitted on the cars. I think I know it was a pilot program, but I don't think that uh, we – I know we haven't outfitted any more cars with them, so – um, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I would assume that we're not moving forward with that, with that, um, device. Lieutenant, it's holiday time. I mean, we just had Thanksgiving. We've got, uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, everything coming up here in December. Uh, any other suggestions <clears throat> for people that have been paying attention in this audience very well, at least for the Thanksgiving holiday, um, any suggestions of what they should be doing or not doing on the roads? Yeah, besides the obvious to what we always talk about, Andy, everybody planning ahead, knowing which route they're going to take, if they're going to be traveling on the roadways to visit family members during the holidays. And that includes uh, just obeying the speed limits, um, obviously not driving impaired, planning ahead for that. And I just saw pretty uh, this morning, I saw a stat that kind of caught my attention. There was it, it was a uh, it was data regarding the amount of crashes uh, that were contributed by um, tires. Uh, you know, like faulty tires or, or tires that weren't up to par. So uh, just making sure your the, the tires on your vehicle are, are good, making sure that that tread wear is, is good. Uh, if there's any recalls on your vehicle, all that stuff, just to make sure you can get to your destination um, safely. Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol. It's always good to talk to you. Stay safe out there. And uh, we'll chat again next Wednesday. Thanks, Andy. See you. All right. Have a good one. Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol. Always doing a fantastic job here on the show. All right. I'm not with you tomorrow or Friday. I got the next couple days off. Enjoy the rest of your week and weekend, and we'll chat again on Monday. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.